Yes, guys, welcome to, I guess, both of our uh, podcasts. So we're just out here in Dubai um, and Simon and I have done a workout before and connected together before. So we thought, you know, we've got to jump in a studio and just just have a chat. So uh, for those listening on the Elite Body and Performance podcast, welcome, Simon. Yeah, thank you for having me, mate. It's uh, long overdue. And Very, uh, yeah. yeah, it's been a shame we haven't got another podcast, another podcast, another workout in uh, this time. But unless yeah. you want to jump in and do a, a 90K cycle and a 10K run with me. Um, I think I'll be, yeah. <laughs> Sorry, no, sorry, I'm busy now. <laughs> All right then. <laughs> um, yeah, it's probably not due, but uh, it's good to have you back in Dubai. And uh, yeah. next time is there, definitely getting locked in. But no, this, you know, coming out to Dubai, it's just awesome to be able to connect with other people and, you know, just, just have some great chats and some great, because, you know, you do it over social media and over, you know, Zoom, but it's not quite the same as when you're actually in person talking. Right. So I think it's, yeah, like I say, very, very long overdue. So how's Dubai life? Talk me through Dubai. Mate, it's... Incredible, like it's so funny. The longer we've spent here, the less I would see myself going home. Yeah. I always saw Dubai as a, like a two year, three year, maybe four year yeah. thing. And now I'm like- Forever? Mm. <laughs> I, I don't want to say forever, but I don't see right now myself going back. Yeah. But I, I, like full transparency, I struggle to look five years, 10 years down the line. Like yeah. I'm very much a, whether yeah, going in the no. next next three months or yeah. maybe the next year, but apart from that, but yeah. yeah, loving it. Like you said, been able to connect with people like this weekend, I was at an event with uh, two people who are probably like top, top of their industry, Absolutely. connecting with amazing people. And you can just do that so regularly where I'm from mm -hmm. in a nine by five island. Yeah. That just yeah. doesn't happen. Doesn't happen. Absolutely. Um, no, yeah. No, the is, you know, environment dictates performance, right? Mm -hmm. And, you know, every time I come out here, I do almost think, uh, should I make a move? <laughs> you know, do you know what? If it weren't for family, I'd move tomorrow. You know, if it weren't for family, I'd, I would move tomorrow. The the place has just got everything. Like, what more do you want? The gyms are great. The sun, you know, the food is brilliant. Maybe getting a couple of kilos, but the food is brilliant. You know, it's just, it's just environment dictates performance. And, you know, I was actually on a podcast this morning. It's not just the conversation you have, but just walking down the street, the buildings, the lights, you know, the, it just sounds silly, but the architecture, like down to that minute detail, you look at it and you think, I'm so inspired. Like, if this is possible, what else is possible, right? Why, why, why am I just sat here doing this when <laughs> that's possible? I think it just con constantly stretches imagination, inspiration, vision of what even is possible. Absolutely. Um, I found the big thing being here as well is I'm way more productive. I bet. Not just because of everything around me, but because there's so much to do. Yeah, yeah. Whereas back home, I would just find myself like a busy fool sometimes finding stuff to do. Like, oh, I'll move that spreadsheet cell from yeah. there to there. Yeah, and like yeah, not yeah, actually yeah. doing much. Whereas needed to do it. Here it's like, I want to go outside. I want to do stuff. I want to connect with people. I want to go to a beach club. I want to do a cool activity. So I'm like, right, head down, get shit done. And then I'll go enjoy myself. So it's, it, that whole phrase of work hard, play hard. It, it, I find here, I can actually do that. You can do it. Yeah, mm. absolutely. And at times, I guess you would have been procrastinating before. You're now filling with things you enjoy. And I suppose it's freedom that I, I think out here you have, like, especially back in the UK, like there's just so many rules, there's so many things going on. There's, you know, there's there's a lot of busy foolishness, right? But I think out here, it just seems like there's so much freedom, you know, and I think mm. as an entrepreneur, the one reason I guess a lot of people go down that path is a life of freedom. It's a life of running your own schedule. It's a life of being able to have more, you know, optimal impact and having the opportunity in Dubai to do it is, insane so I, I actually spoke to my missus and we, we're thinking about maybe doing like a quarter maybe six you months you won't go back I know, <laughs> you won't go it, yeah. back. <laughs> return flown cancelled yeah. you know what I was actually going to delay myself I've got a client shoot back home that I've got to get back for but if it weren't for that I would have delayed myself 100% mm. yeah you know without a doubt so it's so interesting you said about freedom what everybody wants my like 
from a young age, I always thought about what is success. Yeah. Don't know why, but yeah. it just yeah, yeah, it was just always in my head. My definition of success was freedom. Yeah. But freedom to me has been able to do what I want, when I want, with who I want. 100 million percent. It's funny to say I'm exactly the same. Yeah. I think that's probably why we connect on yeah. a number of different levels. I agree. And we may not have spent a huge amount of time together, but we've yeah. always got along clicked. or clicked. Absolutely. Um, I think so many people go through life not actually they're saying everyone says I want to be successful but what is success to you yeah 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 absolutely and I think you know it's so important for people to actually ask themselves that question because I think especially in this day and age with so much social media and there's you know so much opinions and I think if someone can sit down and go right what's my definition of success is it you know an abundance of money and women is it just happiness in a shed with with good people or is it freedom what i want with who i want when i want what is your definition because i think when you're looking at vision and mission it becomes so much more clearer when you have a definition of exactly what it is you want and you know freedom being a big part of it you're right my, my, my definition of success is freedom now let me reverse engineer how do i get freedom okay i'm gonna start my own business i'm gonna run my own time i'm gonna you know, almost create my schedule and block out times where I'm going to have downtime or I'm going to work out. And then you got thinking back, right, I feel successful because I'm doing what my definition of success is. And I think if if somebody hasn't, asking themselves that question first could be a, a good jump start to for them going, right, where do I reverse engineer from here, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, 100%. It's amazing. <clears throat> uh, the event on the weekend, um, they were talking about being a savage. Yeah. Okay. Like, and everyone's version of what a savage is is going to be completely different. Absolutely. And it was like, stand up if you think you're a savage. Fifty percent of the room. <laughs> no, no. Fifty percent of the room stood up. Interesting. Stand up if you want to be a savage. Everyone bar two people stood up. Interesting. I find this really, really interesting. That is interesting. Yeah. And they were like, I don't want to be a savage because I'm so content with where I am. And I was like, right. I'm kind of jealous of that. Yeah. Because yeah, I'm never, yeah. I'm never content. No, impossible. It's like that yeah. whole proud but never satisfied. Yeah. Um, I'd be interested to know when, obviously you've done incredibly well for yourself. What, two things. One, what keeps you going? Because I think so many people reach a level of quote unquote success. Absolutely. Okay. And then they go, oh, and they maybe come back down or they don't keep pushing on. Okay. Or on the other side of that, one, what keeps you going? Answer that first and I'll tell you the second one. Right. (laughs) What keeps me going? Do you know what? That is such an interesting question because you want to say there's so many things. There's this, there's that, there's this, there's that. But for me, I'm going to say impact. You know, my, I think my goal, so I, I've set a goal by 2030 to transform at least 100,000 lives is is a big thing for me. And I can't be content and I can't rest for a day because it's ambitious, right? It's it's not like you're just transforming three or four, like it's a lot of people. And if I, I kind of feel with myself, if I get too content or relaxed for a day, I'm now one step away from from what I want to what I want to do, and and everything that keeps me going is I will I, I kind of have like a really like strong vision of just being able to travel the world, stress free and experience different cultures. And every single day that I'm not doing that, I'm not where I want to be. So until I get to the point there, and the goalpost will change when I get there, it's probably going to yeah. be somewhere further. <laughs> but for now, that's that's the thing for me. And I, I would say what keeps me going is impact and freedom, and just continually chasing a version of myself that I see in ten years. I think um, I can't remember the actor. Um, I can't remember the actor's name, but he was at an Oscar, and he goes, "You know, I got asked who my hero is, and I said it's myself in ten years' time." And then in 10 years time, it's myself in 10 years time again. So I suppose another thing that keeps me going is wanting to become that hero and almost kind of looking at it as well and going, I don't want to die and then meet the person I could have, I know it's fucking morbid for the podcast, (laughs) and meet the person I could have become and it being a stranger. Like I want to meet the person that, you know, was 
was in the cards for me and going, fuck are you, me, you're twins. Look at it, hey, you yes. know, we're yes. the same fucking birth. I've done it, thank God for that. I don't want to get there and go, wait, so I could have done that. And I've done this. Mm. That scares the shit out of me. Mm. How about you? Mine's very, very similar. Mine's just like untapped potential or regret. I'm very similar. I don't want to yeah. look back and go, what if? Should I? If buts and maybes. If buts and maybes. Yeah. Like leave everything on the table. Absolutely. And then like the one, you have control over absolutely nothing in your life, really, apart from the effort that you put into something. Amen. So my, my opinion is just go all in, keep going, keep going, keep going, keep going, keep going. And if the end of it, it doesn't work out, you can say you fucking given it everything. That's it. And if you can turn around and go, do you know what? It didn't work out, but I gave every ounce of, of blood, sweat and tears. I think, do you know what? I think I would be satisfied even if I don't reach the absolute height of what I set. If I can look back and go, you generally gave everything. Not I gave everything to make myself feel like, no, do you know what? You gave everything. Yeah. I reckon I can sit back and go, okay, I'm happy. Mm. I'm satisfied. Do you, ever, do you ever struggle with feeling like you're not giving everything? Every single day. Yeah, and too. it pisses me off. Me too. It really winds yeah. me. Yeah, I was I was speaking with Anna about this the other day, and then I have a, and then I have a battle in my head between like, am I giving everything or am I justifying it? Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's, yeah. it's, it's such a catch twenty two, and I think it's something that, when you start to progress, and then you almost reach burnout, and then you do have to actually slow down. I think once you hit that and come back and then move forwards, it's yeah. kind of in your head. Yeah, yeah. And it's a really hard thing to balance. A hundred percent. And I think do you know what. I recently hit burnout um, and it was, I didn't notice it properly until I actually had a ECG scan. Um, and I, I just found all of a sudden like my my heartbeat changed a little bit and um, my watch was like, you got a new trend of average heartbeat. Anyway, so I took um, uh, an ECG cause I had a, basically I had like a concussion in football and um, I had a bit of a fit. So I went down to an ECG and they said, you know, you've got, you've got quite a big change in heart. Like tell me through your lifestyle and what you do. and. They're like, we think it could be quite related to stress. We think, you know, if you're, and I, the thing is I don't feel stressed because every day I feel, I feel free, but yeah. they say, you know, it could just be that you're always trying to do something. And then I kind of reflected and looked back and I thought, I'm always in a rush, you know, like even, and it, it sounds quite, quite same. one thing made me realize is when I play football, um, there's, there's two boys from my local area that we drive up together and you know, as soon as we get in the change room after the game, I'm in a shower, I'm out and I'm in a car and I want to go back. So I want, I need to get something else done. Right. And then they're strolling out like 10 minutes after. Come I'm thinking, on, let's go. Minutes, like, <laughs> I could have done something. Um, so I do think, you know, sometimes it can be for me a little bit toxic trying to, you know, almost, I've, I've had to kind of reframe my mindset around it because I think me thinking every you know, second I'm awake, I'm not doing something super unproductive. I think it became almost like too much of a losing battle. Like I'm setting unrealistic expectations. I need to be able to breathe and, and have downtime and relax. Mm -hmm. I think that's something I've practiced more recently and has made a big impact in my life. But before it almost did become the point where I felt so angry with myself if there was a period of time where I didn't feel and it almost kind of got me demotivated because I thought, oh, if I'm not going to do it all, then why would I do anything, right? How about you? Yeah, very, very similar. I think it's... um. You also get to that point where that's served you for so long. Yeah. That that all in, yeah. No other option. Like fuck hard, get shit done. Yeah. Yeah. It's literally served you to get you to where you in, need to be. But what's got you here won't necessarily get, get you where you there. want to be. So I think the biggest thing is then real you have to realise that. But I think anyone who's looking at this and thinking, fucking hustle culture, blah, 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 toxic, screw that. You've Absolutely. got to go all in. Yeah, You've got Absolutely. to drop the hammer. You've got to give yeah. yourself no other option but yeah. to do the work and probably hit burnout and probably take it too far to then learn. 
because I do think when you're trying to go from say zero to five, that's what gets you there. But what gets you from five to 10, a hundred isn't the next step. So it's like, 100%. go all in, learn about it. But I do, I always have that little thing in the, in the back of my head, but it's one of the reasons I have mentors, I have care and mindset coaches in yeah. my home to call my shit or go, no, you're doing the right thing. So now I think it's, again, comes back to what we spoke about at the beginning, that environment. 100%. And it's quite funny. I was actually speaking on that, uh, about that on a podcast this morning about what gets you here, won't get you there. So we, we were talking about it from more of like, um, it was like a career perspective, but like a transformational perspective. And it's like, um, I was speaking with Vicky, who used to work in like um, a corporate world. And she was like, right, you know, I got quite far in my career, but here a bit of a, you know, uh, a break. You know, I neglected myself, if you will. And then to go to the next level, I had to cut back on my caffeine and I had to go to the gym again, I had to work on my health. And we're saying, what got you there? So if someone's experiencing a little bit of success, they're probably thinking, great, I've got two promotions. Like, I don't need to sort myself out. Like, this is working. Right, let's see how much longer you're gonna be right there for. Yeah. Like, to get to the next level and break through that barrier, it's right, I need to change something. Something needs to push forward. And that for me was actually just breathing and having a little bit of downtime because I'm sure it's exactly the same with yourself downtime is uptime. I know Kieran says, it, you know, when I have it now, I'm like, oh my God, I've, I'm so creative. I've got so many new ideas. What's going on here? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> so uh, what, what, what's your downtime? What switches you off? Do you know what? Honestly, Nano's in a movie. Mate, I'm the same. <laughs> I'm exactly the same. I'm like, I have to switch on to switch off. Yeah. Whether that's be like next weekend, this weekend, sorry, we're going playing volleyball. Just nice. like good people, the right people yeah. doing something that's engaging. So struggle. If I just sit there, my head starts going about stuff. Yeah. Whereas if I can switch on to something, great movie or activity. Absolutely. If I just sit and like look at them, 100%. Yeah, <laughs> slow down, smell the roses. I'm like, fuck, no, fuck, no, fuck the roses. No. My head's yeah, thinking. Yeah, my head's going. Yeah, no. So I also um, obviously do my resistance training stuff. But I obviously play football as well. That's downtime. And I also do my tie just because when you talk about being a savage, like it's a savage bloody sport. So mm. I, I do my tie twice a week now just because you've got no option but to switch on. Yeah. Otherwise you get kicked yeah. in the head. <laughs> and I see that as downtime as well. Um, so I'm exactly the same. I've got a, like my downtime is actually doing something mm. and you know, obviously just, you know, sitting down with my missus and just, just talking or, you know, maybe, you know, going, going cinema or going out for, I love to just go out for dinner. Like mm. I'm not one that would, go to a bar and party and be out all night. Like if you go out for a nice dinner, a couple of cocktails, that's a nice switch off for me. Yeah, right? exactly the same. If I have a load of drinks, I'm then thinking I'm gonna feel like shit tomorrow and then I'm not gonna be able to do yeah, this, 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 this. Um, <laughs> have you ever hit a point and is this it? No. Have you not? When you say this is it. Like a false summit. Like you had a big goal in place. Let's say when you started the business, I wanted X amount of clients hit that and gone, oh, that's not as fulfilling as I think. Or gone on a body transformation, had an end goal and think, oh, it's not what I thought it would be. Oh yeah, absolutely. Yeah, a hundred percent. Because I think when you get to that point, I enjoy it for about 0.1 of a second. And it's like, yeah. great, what's next? Yeah. You know, I've got that goal, what's next? You know, and I, I think it's something that you, you'd always look forward to so much and you get excited and you build up when I get there. And it is almost like a bit of an anticlimax because you get there. And it's like, mm-hmm. I want to go over there now. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Let's go to that place now. 100%. And again, that's where, you know, you tap into that extra 1%, you change your habits and you you push in. But I think, yeah, all the time. How about you? Yeah. I'm sure. Yeah, I've had many, a, many, a, many a times like that. Even when Kieran here a couple of years ago sat on his balcony, he was like, you okay? I was like, I don't know. <laughs> I was like, I don't know. He's like, you don't look okay. And this is like 
health and fitness is all I've ever done. Yeah. I started this business when I was 16 out of shed in my mum and dad's garden. It's literally all I've ever done. Yeah. And I got a point, I was like, I don't even know if I want to be in the fitness industry anymore. Because I'd achieved this goal and all, everything mm. had happened. And I was like, ah. Yeah. But it's because all of that was just driven out of fuck you. Yeah. Because I got told, you, yeah. got told I wasn't smart enough. You can't spell. You're never going to be able to do that. And it was fuck you, I'll prove you right. And I yeah. think then this ties back into what you said about vision, mission, what's next. That kind of where I'm going in five years, 10 years. Because if you constantly keep tapping in on that dark energy, that fuck you. Yeah. That's what leads to burnout. A hundred percent. I was exactly the same. I was 16 when I got my first gym apprenticeship. You know, I earned in three pound an hour. Yeah. gym apprenticeship actually cleaning the treadmills and toilets but yeah. um but no, i was exactly say literally all i've ever known is self and fitness but uh, interesting question when you was operating out of uh fuck you do you do you, there was any like mistakes that you made that you almost kind of thought do you know what, if i could go back i know you know we would mm-hmm. never say if i can go back i would change this because you know everything that happened failures and so forth would get you to the point you're at right now but if there was something that you thought if i was to do it again i would probably do this different Anything along those lines? I think when it comes down to like a body transformation. Right. I think it actually fueled me really well from a business perspective. I think just, if I say from a business, like a professional standpoint, I needed to flip the switch from uh, being fuck you to that light, that vision, that mission earlier. Mm. So I didn't hit that burnout, but you know what you know, you don't know what you don't know. Yeah, 100%. From a, like a personal standpoint and a physique development standpoint, I think if you do it for someone else, you don't maintain. No, for, for absolutely. Year, for years, yeah. I yo-yoed. I'd gain weight, I'd lose it. I'd gain weight, I'd lose it. I always trained, I was always fit, always played rugby, but from an aesthetic point of view, I'm getting lean to get over this breakup. I'm getting lean to prove you wrong. Yeah. And guess what? When you get there, they don't give a fuck. That, that's a lesson. People don't care. No, no Do one it. cares. Carry on. People don't give a fuck. That's, that's probably one thing that I was... Do you know what? I, to a small degree, because I've never overly cared... I think naturally I don't really care what people think, but I think for me growing up, my my goal was always to be a professional footballer. And growing up, I think I had a lot of potential. So a lot of people were saying like, you know, you've got potential here. Like, you know, you can make it. Mine was the same with rugby. And, you know, my little brother made it. He's a professional footballer. And, you know, I couldn't be a proud older brother ever, you know. And I I kind of got to that point where, you know, if you're going to make it in football, you kind of got to make it. You know. (laughs) Somewhat early. So when I was getting to 14, it's like, right, that's another year. I haven't made it yet. 15, fuck, 16. And now it's like, I feel like people are going to watch me and think I'm not fulfilling my potential. And Mm. that I was someone that could have done well, but dropped the ball and just kind of slid down the hill. And I thought, almost similar to yourself out of fuck you, I need to make something work. And then I stepped into the health and fitness industry and I started coaching. And I was like, oh, this ain't what I want to do. And then I transformed the first life. Her name was Sophie. And it's funny, she goes to me, Rishi, you changed my life. Went, you fucking changed my life. Like <laughs> she was my first transformation and getting that taste mm. of what it's like for somebody else to go, my life has changed. I thought, this is a sign. I was never meant to play football. This is me. And now I'm building this for me. At first is I'm building this to show you that I had a bit of potential. I didn't slip the way. I can do something. Look don't, at me. don't worry, I'm good enough. I'm still here. I'm good, I'm good enough. <laughs> I was like, oh, yeah, I was like my little brother's shadow. Um, but then it turned into actually I'm doing this for me because yeah. changing other people's lives changes mine. And this this is for me now. This isn't to prove people wrong. And every scout that said, go to this trial, but you didn't get in. Like you're good enough to trial, but you're not good enough to get a professional contract. It's not to prove them guys wrong anymore. It's, it's to build a life for me now. Mm. And that was... I, I would say that's probably one of the moments that I always think about. 
yeah i'm i've got a very similar story in terms of the book from rugby was there ever a, if you look back at even coming up when you're growing up in terms of football yeah was there ever a point looking back now knowing what you know that you're like maybe i didn't want that as much as i wanted it realize that you when you look back and maybe that wasn't the right thing do you know what i'm gonna say no and the reason no up to about 17 mm. before that every single day i was on the field with without a shadow of a doubt you know from from 3 30 when i get back from school to you know early evening so it gets too dark to the point where i you know I your mum your mum's going where the fuck are you <laughs> get home you know it's the same with my little brother you know we were just on the field generally every single day for multiple hours when i got to kind of 17 is when i first kind of stepped into well 16 i first stepped into the industry but i was just a gym apprentice and then 17 i kind of started personal training and that was like kind of when i got my first mm -hmm. so if you kind of you know first transformation if you will um so that's when my mind started to shift with it prior to that i'm gonna say no mm. how about you mine's interesting because about 17 mm. before that every single day i was on the field with without a shadow of a doubt you know from from 3 30 when i get back from school to you know early evening so it gets too dark to the point where i you know I your mum your mum's going where the fuck are you <laughs> get home you know it's the same with my little brother you know we were just on the field generally every single day for multiple hours when i got to kind of 17 is when i first kind of stepped into well 16 i first stepped into the industry but i was just a gym apprentice and then 17 i kind of started personal training and that was like kind of when i got my first mm -hmm. so if you kind of you know first transformation if you will um so that's when my mind started to shift with it prior to that i'm gonna say no mm. how about you mine's interesting because strength and conditioning had been part of my life since i was like of course oh my god like 11. yeah like yeah, absolutely dude, I, I was squatting 100 kilos for three at 13. <laughs> 13. Jesus um god. built to squat i should start a new program called built, built to, to squat it'd yeah, squat. be yeah. great um i think the biggest point for me when i and i'll put my hands up and say one of my biggest downfalls i can be a people pleaser mm. i think there's a bit of people pleasing in all coaching we like we like now. to make other people feel good and we'll take now. the load yeah um but I hit a point probably around 16, 17, where I was stepping on a rugby pitch. And by the end of the game, I was like, oh, fuck, I'm going to be sore to squat on Monday. <laughs> <laughs> Genuinely, though, and I'll say it with full honesty. Yeah, no, brilliant. And yeah. I didn't take those signs and I didn't have the hard conversations. And I probably should have stopped really rugby a couple of years before I did, even though I was probably playing some of the best rugby I've ever played in my yeah. life. Okay, I was training with a professional team like championship level team yeah. like you're going to be the next big thing and i had all these signs that was like i was enjoying the gym sessions more than i was enjoying wow. being on the actual pitch and i look back at that and think should, i should have had those hard conversations sooner yeah 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 but, absolutely yeah but you almost feel like because you didn't have that hard conversation you maybe learned lessons that you wouldn't have learned if you did 100 percent, 100 percent. i've got literally i'm in contact with one person that i went to school with all my closest mates are from rugby or through the coaching world. Yeah, yeah. I'm a, to a T exactly the yeah. same. You know, there's, and I, you know, I, I, I really like the people I went to school with. I think, you know, they're great people, but we just went down different paths. And Dif different people. <laughs> absolutely. And I, again, I don't think there's no right or wrong. Like people go, you know, uh, you know, if, if they want to go out and party all the time, they're wrong. It's like, no, like if you guys want to do that, I, generally you will look back in years and have great memories and that's fine. Mm. For me personally, it's just not, what makes me tick and that's why i don't speak to any of them and it's not because i go oh i'm in this path and like yeah. you, you're not you know, you're, you're wrong my way's right it's, exactly it's, it's like you know if i see him hey how's things but 
I don't think I've uh, I've got my one um, best friend from school. I still speak to, but he's kind of similar to myself, very career driven. Yeah. But it's not like they're wrong and I'm right. It's just that mm. I don't. We we just you know as soon as school finished, you done your thing, I done my thing, and it's like that's okay. You know that's fine because I think the right people are meant to come into your life at the right time. Do right, you know. My my friendship group now are other coaches it is other people that are very similar to myself so at first when I left school it was there was like a lonely period you know from when I started my apprenticeship to like my, my friends were in a change room at football when I kind of went on a Tuesday Thursday outside of that really speak to an awful lot of people I mean I'm naturally somewhat introverted uh, and become more extroverted through environmental exposure yeah, through through what we do right but there was that lonely period in between school and I guess probably just post COVID mm. and that kind of time it was almost like I was really finding myself and I kind of felt like, Oh no, no one gets it. People just think, Oh, why, why are you working so much? You're going to forget that. And I kind of just had to find people that also go, Hey, I'm the same. Like, I've done yeah. the same thing. I'm, I'm a weirdo I'm, too. I'm a weirdo too. It's exactly <laughs> what I was going to say. Um, it's funny. I think this is so, so true for entrepreneurs or just like highly ambitious people. Did you ever feel like you didn't fit in at school? I didn't fit in school. No. Yeah. I, I didn't. I got on with everyone. Yeah, yeah. No, wasn't necessarily picked on. Absolutely, yeah. But just never felt like you quite fitted into like a crowd. A hundred percent. And, you know, I, I was like in the crowd because, you know, everyone who kind of played football for the school team was kind of like in a crowd. So I was like, yeah. I was in there, but... On, on the outskirt of it. <laughs> I, I was on the outskirt of it. Yeah. Like I, I was I was inside it, but I almost felt like an outlier, like... Mm. Am, I meant to, am, I, am I meant to be here? Like there's often times like, you know, I'm sure you know what it's like when you're in school and everyone goes out and you think, is my phone on do not disturb? Why no one asked me? Like, sure. Yeah. It's, it's broken. Why is, it, why is everyone at his party? Like yeah, my, my, my invite didn't come my through. My phone's broken. Fuck's sake, get a new phone. But, you know, I look back in hindsight and it, it was just that, I guess, similar to yourself, like I kind of felt like I was uh, not, not in that crowd. Like I didn't really have a crowd, you yeah. know, like it's weird. How about yourself? Yeah, I was exact, exactly the same. Like I said, got on with everyone, but never felt like I was kind of like truly in, didn't get invited to necessarily like everyone's party, blah, blah, blah. Yeah, yeah. But it's crazy. I think back now, and I think that's one of the best things that served me to do what I do today. Same. Because I know how to communicate with so many different types of people. Yeah. yeah I can yeah. sit here and have a super formal conversation. I can also down, go down the pub with <laughs> a load of rugby lads and sh shoot the shit and be, be, be a lad lad, if you know what yeah, I mean. Yeah. And you can also sit with someone who's a quote unquote com computer nerd and have a great conversation. And I, I, I yeah. look back at it in hindsight now and my ability to be a social chameleon essentially. Yeah. yeah. Um, it's something that served me so well from a coaching point Absolutely. of view. I got asked a question when I used to PT and they're like, what makes you such good PT? I was like, within five minutes, I'll learn what makes you tick. Yeah. And I'll make you do that. And I'll make you, you do, I'll yeah. make you do the things that you don't want to do without yeah. having to fucking scream at you. A hundred and ten. That's actually really, really funny you say that mm. because I've always found it's been very, very similar, you know, almost, and it's a skill and it's a very good skill that comes, I think, practically. It's not like a theory based skill that you can kind can't of teach it. read a book. Can't teach it. You have to practically be in those groups where I guess you feel, what the fuck am I doing here? And then almost yeah. kind of adapt. Because I, I always say like the, the human's greatest ability is adaptation. Whether you're in a new social group and you can adapt fast. Mm. Whether a client's got a problem and you know how to adapt quick. Whether you get that question on the spot that would usually throw you off, but you can adapt fast. You know, for me, my, the, the skill, if you say what's one skill you would want to be unstoppable at, it's the skill of adaptation. 
Mm. And, you know, that could be adapting to a new level of, of business that you've now stepped into. It could be adapting to, you know, a new client issue that you've never faced. I think adaptation, and I think that comes back to being like almost like a bit of a solo, uh, social chameleon and being able to adapt to a different group, think quick and find a solution. And I think that's such a great skill to have, right? Yeah, 100%. When was the last time, last time you adapted to something? Last time I had to adapt. I mean, you know. Every, every, every day in every business. Day, but. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, subconsciously we're adapting on everything. I mean, right now you know, we ask each other questions, it's adapting to the question and finding a response, right? Mm. So the last time I adapted was about three seconds ago. Um, <laughs> but no, yeah, in regards to like an actual adaption, like a bigger adaption, I would probably say more recently when it was a bit more of a business shift, you know, like we have adaptions every day, but I mean a bit more of a bigger shift. So not just a shift in program, program name and, and who we coach, but also a shift in personnel within the business. So having new staff members in, and almost adapting to, right, how can I incentivize? How can I make you tick? How can I help you? And how can I be of service to you? Mm. And kind of understanding that everything is my responsibility. Before that, it's kind of like, if I hire this person, they get that job done. It's like, no, I have that person. I get the job yeah. done and I show them, you know, if they don't perform, my responsibility. I think that adaptation was yeah. the most recent. Jocko Willink, History no Ownership. Yeah, History No Ownership. I haven't, yeah. but I've heard it. Great, great book, great book. It comes down to like, this: everything is your responsibility. I can really relate to that. So many times I've hired someone to do a job and I'm like, great, that's done. It's off yeah, my plate, done, fantastic. Yeah. Two months later, why Why the fuck <laughs> am I not getting any calls booked? Yeah, absolutely. What about you? When did you say is the last like big <clears throat> adaptation, if you will, you had to make? There's one phrase that has always stuck with me. This is from working for Kieran and for some reason this has just gone like nuts everyone now knows me for this like a lot of people know me for this phrase it's don't fuck with a sausage machine yeah okay, okay. Right, right for those who don't know <laughs> don't fuck with the sausage machine is like if it's working don't change it and this can be said for everything business personal life professional not life broken don't fix it not yeah. broken don't fix it absolutely i like building i like creating never thought i was a creative person mm. but i am okay yeah, yeah absolutely and when things are going well and you get space. This is why I said I struggle with downtime. So I have to switch on. I'll start thinking about different ideas. Like, oh, how can I do this? How can I do this? And it's just the biggest thing is keep the main thing the main thing. Mm -hmm. For example, if you had a sausage factory that made amazing sausages, don't fuck with a sausage, don't fuck with a sausage <laughs> machine. Okay. You might go and you tweak and fine tune, but you don't fuck with it. Yeah. If, you're, if you're on a diet and you're losing weight consistently, you're not also going to slash your calories or change your step yeah. target, all these things. Keep going. It's no, it's, it, it could have been more true. And it's like, you know, I think that's a mistake that people make from a transformation perspective. Shiny, this program shiny for, objects. Yeah. I've been doing this program for four weeks. Should I do that exercise over there? It's like, mate, look how much progress you made. Yeah. Don't change it. Keep doing it. Keep, <laughs> keep doing keep it. Keep doing it. You know, it's success leaves clues, right? You know, if you're doing something that's leaving success and breadcrumbs or things that are going really well, don't fucking change it. <laughs> you yeah. know, just keep doing what's making you successful yeah. and what's working. And a lot of time people go, well, I say they've they, they never said it, but you can probably imagine people go, what do I need you for then? It's to stop you from fucking doing that. Yeah, stop you from exactly. changing it. That's what I'm here for. Sometimes, sometimes it's to give you a kick up the arse and push you forward. And actually, sometimes it's to protect you from yourself and hold you back. 100%. Um, yeah. I think, again, it's a skill. The ability to pull just as much as you push is so important. Like, and that comes from a perspective of, I guess, work and so forth. Also a perspective of like recovery. Sometimes just pull. Sometimes just chase a bit of pump. Sometimes have a rest day. Like these things are important, right? Yeah. I found that so hard going into like Ironman prep at the moment, actually saying, no, I'm not going to weight train at the moment. I'm yeah. like, oh, a little bit of me inside <laughs> dies. I squat. I'm like, can't squat. I mean, I'm at Kirk's event on the weekend and did, a, did squats at 40 kilos. My 
ass has been in <laughs> bits because <laughs> I haven't I haven't trained legs in eight weeks. Jesus, oh, I suppose yeah, you, yeah. You can't, <laughs> don't you? But I'd love to know. Let's let's talk about that. So, what was the motivation to to start Ironman prep? Because it's not like you're trying Going to for get a five k PB, yeah. right? Like Ironman prep is is Ironman prep. So, mm. for us to do that, what was the motivation? From a rugby background, if you'd asked me to run a 5k, I probably would have told you to do one. Like I was like length of a pitch. I was always quick, always fit, always healthy. Played sports since came out the womb pretty much. Didn't like endurance training. But the biggest thing I am, like a crazy competitive person, whether that's against others or against myself, I just like progress, progressing. My top highest value is just progress, whether that's personal, professional, physique, performance, whatever it might be. And I came out of rugby, came out of competing, and I just missed competing. And sure, you get it from business, and like trying to get better and trying to push yourself. But I missed that. You know when you step on a pitch and you get that butterfly feeling? Butterfly feeling, yeah. Yeah, I, I missed that so much. The only time I got it was when I did the marathon. Right. Okay. And I, like I said, again, I struggled to switch off. Mm. Whereas training in the gym, I didn't really switch off properly because I'm trying to film for content. I'm trying to do a few other things. Yeah, whereas when I went yeah. running, all I could think about was fuck this hurts or fuck I'm out of breath. So once you built a baseline of fitness, it gave me like a sense of meditation. Yeah. Like no, the solitude absolutely. that it gave me. Yeah. Then it got to the point where everything I've done in my life always succeeded. Yeah. 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 To a degree. Absolutely. Maybe yeah. not the first, but yeah. maybe the next time I succeeded to a level. Yeah. I wanted to do something where if I don't genuinely go all in, I won't do it. Like phys- I they're physically, I love like an Ironman. If you do an Ironman in sub 13 hours, you're doing well. <laughs> Like you're doing really freaking well, okay? Yeah, 13 hours. <laughs> 13 hours. But it's true, right? Yeah. If you don't train, you don't tick you every don't. single box. Yeah. Even in the race, if you don't keep every hour of nutrition on the spot, you won't do it. And I was yeah. running, all I could think about was fuck this hurts or fuck I'm out of breath. So once you built a baseline of fitness, it gave me like a sense of meditation. Yeah. Like no, the absolutely. solitude that it gave me. Yeah. Then it got to the point where everything I've done in my life always succeeded. Yeah, 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 yeah. To a degree. Absolutely. Maybe yeah. not the first, but yeah. maybe the next time I succeeded to a level. Yeah. I wanted to do something where if I don't genuinely go all in, I won't do it. Like phys- I they're physically, I love that. like an Ironman, if you do an Ironman in sub 13 hours, you're doing well. <laughs> like you're doing really freaking well. Okay. Yeah, 13 hours. <laughs> 13 hours. But it's true, right? Yeah. If you don't train, you don't tick you every don't. single box. Yeah. Even in the race, if you don't keep every hour of nutrition on the spot, you won't do it. And I want to know who am I at the darkest moments when Think your body says no. Like, yeah. yeah, it sounds really fucked up, but I want to find myself on the side of a road crying. Yeah. Like, who, who, who are you? 100%. The lessons you learn about yourself there. I mean, my my version of that still is football at the moment because mm. I can still step on a pitch and get that butterfly competitive yeah. feeling. My shoulders just dislocate if I jump on a rugby <laughs> pitch now. <laughs> but I think one thing that you're talking about there that is is massive is extreme ownership mm. and self-discipline and responsibility. That one thing I love about the game of entrepreneurship and, and, and running a business or the journey of a transformation is no one can make it work for you like i love football with everything but there's 11 players on the pitch we all have to chip in and play a part you can hide at some point you can hide at some point when you're either a within a certain career running a business or you're trying to get a body transformation or competing an iron man you are responsible no cheat code no shortcut no one can do it for you the only way you will ever get to x result or or the the quote-unquote finish line Mm. is if you take extreme ownership you wake up and you get it done and that's what I love. And I guess that's probably what's keeping you ticking with, uh, with yeah. the Ironman. Yeah, 100%. It's even, I had a session the other day. I was down Maidan, which is like, a, it's an 8K cycle track. 
Okay, just 8K, but I had 80K to do. So I had 10, <laughs> 10, 10 laps of this one. <laughs> Boring as fuck. But I did like seven and I was like, oh, do you know what? It's getting a bit close. I've got to be here after. Yeah. Oh, I started, started like negotiating with myself and I was like, what the fuck is that? You bitch. <laughs> you bitch. <laughs> but you start negotiating so, with yourself. And I think this is why so many people have low confidence. Yeah. It's because they negotiate with themselves and then they give in to the inner bitch. Inner bitch. Yeah, okay? absolutely. I think self-confidence is earned. It's earned from becoming you, you are who you say you are and actually keeping your promise to yourself. And I think this yeah. is why there's so many parallels between entrepreneurship or growing a business and being in incredible shape. Yeah. Because when you keep your promise to yourself, you have confidence for a body transformation and you do what you said you would. If you implement that into entrepreneurship or being a business leader, or even just your professional career, guess what? If you do the right things, you get results, whether that be a promotion, whether that be earning more money, employing more staff, whatever Absolutely. it might be, they're so similar. Without a doubt. And I think it is evidence. It's, I've got evidence that when I negotiate with myself, I don't give in to the individual and I keep going. So the next time that individual goes, hey, I'm still here. You know, you go, right, last time I felt like that. I felt even worse last time, but I pushed through it. I've got evidence I can ignore. Right? I've got evidence I can not negotiate. So, right, I've got the confidence to keep going. And I think it's every single day, if you're waking up, finding evidence of something that you want to be confident about, something you want to do, that evidence just stacks. And now all of a sudden, you go, I've got so much evidence that I'm a fucking savage. Or I've got so much evidence that when I get to 79 of my 80K cycle, I can keep going. I've got so much evidence that if I'm struggling in, in a gym workout or within my business, I've got so much evidence that I've done that before and I've overcame it. I've got a solution. I've continued that whatever you throw at me, there's evidence in, in my locker. Somewhere. Find a way. Find a way. Yeah. Find a way. Always find absolutely. a way. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. But I'd love to know when you're getting into like uh, the deeper stages, what kind of conversations do you have with yourself? Because again, it's not like you're doing a 3K, like mm. you're going to have some deep, I, can, I suppose when you're, you know, 70K into a, a cycle or you're into a long run, like marathon style and what conversations you have with yourself? Oh, it's a very good question. I think I, I look at it from two angles. I think in those times it requires like power. So you can't dip into, yeah, but what about my mission and my vision? For me, it's too like fluffy. Yeah. yeah I yeah. go, I go really dark because that's what fires me yeah, the fuck yeah, up. Yeah, and yeah. I've, I've had a few conversations with people like when you're going to hit a one RM, what do you think about? Yeah, yeah. And it, it's scary what some yeah, people will think about. For, for me, it's like regret. It's the, very similar to yourself, like it's people told you you couldn't do this. Or it's, do you actually want to look in the fucking mirror and know that you gave in- Got a little bit of goosebumps then. This little bitch. Yeah, absolutely. Like for me, if I did a session, went home, looked in the mirror, it would just fucking chew away at me. 100%. A hundred, and you know what? Like it's it, it's kind of like with everything, and you it's almost like I, I know you're probably very big on yourself, like self reflection. So you every week, but it gets in the week, and you know reflect on the week, and every day reflect on the day. And if you're reflecting back, and you're going, I'm a bitch, I'm a bitch, I'm a bitch, I'm a bitch. You become a bitch, right? <laughs> you become a bitch. But you know, just like there beyond as well. Like if if I get to the end of the week, I look back and I think, ah, could have done that so much better. Mm, could have probably gone a little bit heavier in that workout. I'm giving myself evidence now that I'm a bitch. And now that again, does this. And it's like the most powerful thing I would say in, in so many avenues is momentum, mm. right? You know, when you've got such high momentum in business, in, in whatever career you're in, in transformation, yeah. in a run or, or, or one rep max, when your momentum's so high and every time you go to approach a difficult situation, your momentum is in a direction of find a solution, no matter what, find it. Then that momentum is so hard. Momentum is so hard to be stopped. 
like I bet you have it where like you say like with flow state or like when you're running, it's kind of like. 3K in, 27K, what, what? the fuck? Yeah, like, 100%. your momentum was so high that you, you just don't think about pissing, shitting, sex, you don't think about nothing. nothing. You're you're just in flow state. Mm. And I think, you know, finding the evidence of, of you being able to do it in any regard and then using that evidence to build momentum and then adapting when it's needed are three things that I think are non-negotiable. If you've got, if you've got those three, you, you can't yeah, fail. You literally no, can't fail. No. But I think just to give people takeaways as well is, People will hear this and they'll think about Reese having an amazing business, me doing an Ironman, whatever it might be. We didn't start at this. No. You started on the tiny, like, send 10 DMs a day. <laughs> like, started that simple. It started with like, hey, plan your food out for this day Absolutely. so you know what you're eating. Absolutely. It started, go, go do 10K steps. And then once you've got momentum, you knock down one domino, one domino, one domino, one domino. And eventually it's like a fucking tidal wave and you can't stop it. Yeah, yeah. And you just... You feel like if I went, Reese, run through that fucking brick wall, you got sound, let's go. Because you've got so much proof and evidence no, and momentum no. that, yeah. hey, I've done everything to this fucking point. I've got no reason that I can't run through that brick wall. Absolutely. And I think, you know, you actually touched on something really powerful there. And it's people from there maybe might look at you finishing an Ironman and going, oh yeah, but that's Simon. He's a savage. He can do an Ironman. But, you, you know, your first 5K weren't like that, right? Yeah. You know, it's like the journey of a, a thousand miles site with a single step. You know, if, if we look like from a business perspective, I was cleaning toilets at three pound an hour at Solon Fitness, Orpington, mm. you know, and cleaning treadmills and every now and again, taking legs, buns and thumbs. Yeah, I was training and I was training my mum's best friend out of shed in my garden with York adjustable dumbbells. Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> absolutely. But you've got to start somewhere. And I think people almost look at the mountain. I think oh, that mountain is too high. Just take mm. step one. Just, yeah. just, just, you know, it's, I see, um, uh, a clip the other day from someone who, who got asked the question what's your advice to overthinkers and um, he goes there's these two people they're in a forest right and he goes you know the person goes oh, that, that forest is so dark I can't see the path I can't see my way out and the guy goes to him, right, can you see your next step yeah, yeah. see my next step great then just take that can you see your next step yeah yeah I can see, see my next step take that step all of a sudden oh, I can start to see that light now I can start to see the way out and I think it's exactly the same people look at the mountain and think it's too high but if you just you just cut back on those calories maybe just one week maybe mm -hmm. you go to the gym once more you just start to build <laughs> momentum and evidence I'm there yeah. right so I think that's a big thing that you touched on mm -hmm. and I, I don't know what your your opinion I'm, I'm sure it's the yeah, same yeah 100% there's a <clears throat> I spoke to an ultra marathon runner not that long ago and we were talking about it and we are like why do people stop Mm. why do people give up I think that's harder to do <laughs> <laughs> yeah for me that would be harder uh, and most people I think anyone who's entering that I think it would be a great, uh, exactly the same it's like why do people give up in a body transformation why do people give up in a business it's not because they can't do it it's because they can't see themselves doing it for the rest of however long it takes it's because exactly that they can take another step because you can always move one inch forward, two Absolutely. inch forward. Even if you have to fucking crawl, you can do it. You can do it, yeah. But they can't see themselves doing that for the next five hours. Absolutely. Or they can't see themselves continuing to do this with clients for the next 10 years. Mm. Or they can't see themselves tracking food for the next three years. Absolutely. So it's about understanding that everything has an end date. Yeah, yeah. But in order to get there, you have to take the first step. And I think on that as well, it's managing expectation. If you go, you go with unrealistic expectations and go, I'm just going to take this next step and, or I'm just going to track my food for three weeks, then I'll be, I'll be nice and tight. And it's like, you know, managing expectations at the beginning to go, this is exactly how it's going to look. It's going to suck. There's going to be yep. times where I'm going to fucking hate it. 
great because you're gonna learn most about yourself there and it probably means you're doing it right if you don't suck a little bit from time to time you're probably doing something wrong yeah right everybody sucks to start with yeah in order to be great at something you have to suck suck at something i still Mm -hmm. suck there's things Mm -hmm. i'm great at that i'm shit at as well like i don't ever want to be a finished article or a perfect end product like i want Mm -hmm. to be shit at things Mm -hmm. because it gives me something to be better at if i'm shit at you know let's say squats right i've got something i can be better at the built to squat program built to squat, <laughs> squat program exactly i know exactly what i'm going to be signing up to after this school uh, after this podcast but um yeah no absolutely and I, you know one thing I, i'd love to know as well is from like you know because just like myself you know you work with a lot of coaches you work with a lot of mentors and you know you obviously also see such high value mm. in coaching you're a product product of coaching yourself what what's what made you a product of coaching you know was it being in rugby and always having a coach from that perspective was it getting your first one and realizing the power you know what what made you a product of coaching i've had coaches since i came out the womb mm. i was playing i was playing 15 hours of tennis a week at the age of seven or eight yeah yeah um big. it's literally i've always had coaches uh, i love my mom and dad they're absolutely amazing but my role models have always been coaches yeah yeah for sure so yeah. i've always had that figure who's kind of helping me make more progress and helping me limit the amount of fuck ups. Yeah, absolutely. And yeah. I also realized like I had those coaches in rugby and tennis and all these different things, strength conditioning. But when it came down to business and the first time I invested and mm. actually got out the comfort zone with the investment yeah. a little bit as well. A little bit. <laughs> just a little bit. Um it 10 x every single result absolutely. that I possibly could. Like I could look at the progress that I've made even within my business in the last three years for nine times out of 10, for someone probably wouldn't even be able to achieve that on their own. Yeah, But I managed absolutely. to do it in literally a 10th of the time. Yeah, what made me a product of coaching is investment, hard work and evidence. 100%, it's quite funny you say that about like investing like a big chunk. I remember my first- If you pay, you pay attention. Pay, you pay attention. And I fucking paid attention. <laughs> you I remember say that again, my, me too. My first, my first investment, it was 750 pound into a mentorship. It was a 10 week thing. Yeah, might be similar. at the time, I that was the time I was earning three pound an hour, three pound 20 an hour as an apprentice. So I obviously couldn't afford it. Mm. So I went to, um, his name was Ajay. I went to the owner of the gym. I said, would you mind if I have an advance on next month's payment? So I, was, I earned about five, 550 a month. And I just said, hey, look, would you mind if I had an advance on next month's payment? Just, just 50%. I want to invest in this mentorship. And we had a great relationship. He looked after me. He was like kind of my first mentor. And he said, yes. So thereafter I was earning like, you know, 250 a month because I constantly had to kick getting advances. Yeah, yeah. But my first investment into a coach I couldn't afford. And it was so, so scary. Like I was so, so scared. Cause I, you know, I'm earning 500 quid a month. I've had to take 250 in next month's payment to then go towards the, you know, 200 pound savings I had at the moment. Then I had to scrape everything else together to try and find a way to, to pay 750 at 16, 17 years old to, to this mentorship. And it was the most scary thing. But I knew from having coaches within football my entire life, it will pay dividend. Whether it's a shit course or a great course, I will learn something that I will take away. Even if it's not, what not to do. What not to do, exactly. That's, yeah. that's another thing checked off that you don't have to yeah, do. exactly. So I say the, the only time it's not an investment is if you don't do the work. I had this, this amazing quote and it's actually one of my best performing like Instagram posts ever. It was like, if you're a lazy fucker, everything's a scam. I like it a lot. So so clean cut. Yeah. But you speak to so many people, that doesn't work for me. That's a scam. That's a load of shit. It's because you don't do the fucking work. 100%. A hundred percent. And people, I think that, you know, when people are so skeptical all the time, and don't get me wrong, there is shit coaches out there, but when people look at everything with, oh no, that's too good to be true, or that's not true, or that can't be true, it probably is the fact that you go, 
it can't be true or I can't make it work. Which one? Mm. You know, so most people don't invest because it not because they're scared of the investment because they're scared that they'll fail and then the scene is a cost. Absolutely. Yeah. Absolutely. And I, I think failure is the one of the biggest beauties that you can have. I love right? I love failing I love now. Yeah. <laughs> didn't, didn't used to. Because, you know, when you fail, you learn, right? Like if I fail the way I see it now, and I never used to see it before, but if I fail now, I go, right, didn't work out. But I now know something I didn't know yesterday. Don't do that fucker again. Right? Like it's like, you know, you, you touch a boiling hot kettle. Oh fuck, I'm not gonna touch it again now. Yeah. I've learned. But if I didn't learn, then next week I'll probably fuck her. Touch it again. You know, yeah. touch it again. Exactly. But um but yeah, no, mate, this has been this has been absolutely incredible. It's been so good to jump in here. I think that again, very long time coming and having this conversation is gonna be, you know, massively beneficial. So for those listening on my podcast, where can they find out a little bit more about you? Uh Instagram's the easiest place, just Simon Johnson Fitness, drop me a message, any questions you got, and again, appreciate you having me on, mate. And uh yeah. The Built to Squat program's coming. Built to Squat program's <laughs> coming. Guys, thank you so much for tuning in and we will speak to you soon. Boom. Amazing. Thank you very much. God, you, the clap before was more enthusiastic. <laughs> I'm, now I'm just uh, too excited. Yeah. <laughs>